As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub, Times Square in Balancholic, joining us. Good afternoon to you, Annalise. Good afternoon. And you are very welcome to the programme and let us get straight into uh, questions, please. And this was one that came last week and I promised I'd hold it and I would start the programme with it this week. Uh, My husband has recently been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Is there any natural products that I could give him that might help? Yes, um, Patricia, there there are really. Um, I think with Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is an interesting one because it's not, um, it's not the same as senile dementia. Alzheimer's is a specific uh, dementia that is down to damage to proteins in a particular area of the brain. Um, These are called tau proteins. And there's lots of theories as to why do these form. I mean, obviously, there must be a genetic link somewhere because it does tend to run in families. But I do think as well that proteins are often damaged, um, you know, with diabetes and with high levels of insulin and high levels of blood sugar. Um, And there is a theory, uh, there is a group of people who theorise that Alzheimer's is, um, they should be called type 3 diabetes. So there is a big link with diet in the development of it. So the type of diet that would be best to follow would be something that would be very low in sugar and simple carbohydrates. Now, simple carbohydrates are the ones that are digested rapidly because all the fibre has been taken out of them. So you're looking at your white rice, your white pasta, um, your, your all the obviously sweetie foods like biscuits and chocolate and cakes and um you know, big amounts of mashed potato, anything that where you're missing the skins and the fibres. So a diet that would be very high then in uh, vegetables, not so much the sugars. Again, like fruit sugar still carries vitamins and minerals with it, but it still is sugar ultimately. And I always think two pieces a day is a good guideline, is plenty. Uh, so at least eight to ten portions of vegetables. So vegetables will be full of the vitamins and minerals that we need for a healthy brain. The B vitamins are hugely important, Patricia. Um, they're important for any, any anything to do with our nervous system as well as our energy pathways, but key for our our, um, our nervous system function. So um, a B supplement would be a good one to take in this case as well. The other thing that's very protective of the brain are the omega-3 fats. Now we find those 
mostly in oily fish, but you can also get them in vegetarian sources like linseeds, pumpkin seeds, walnuts. Um, green leafy vegetables will have some omega-3s and will have B vitamins. So at least two to three portions of those foods in the diet a day. But I think if somebody is suffering from Alzheimer's already, I would definitely take a high-dose fish oil supplement. And you're probably looking at two to three grams of your omega-3s, which are your EPA and DHA. So there are a couple of brands that are very high quality. You might only get one gram even in those. So you'd want to be trebling up on that type of a dose. But your local health shop will be able to tell you what the difference is between 1,000 milligrams of fish oil and 1,000 milligrams of the omega-3s. And the DHA omega-3 is particularly good for brain as well. So look for a pregnancy supplement because they typically will be higher in the DHA for development of the fetal nervous system and brain. Okay, all right, loads of loads of information there. And good luck. It's a it's a long, long journey to be on and it's, and it's very difficult for the carer as well. So make sure that you're looking after yourself uh, as well. Okay, Mary Mitchell was on to say, what does Annalise think of Rodelia as a natural herb? Yeah, that's um, it's a, it's one of my favourite herbs, Patricia. Rhodiola. Um, rhodiola, sorry, it, Rhodiola. Yeah. yeah, I think, and it's one of my favourite herbs. I always think of Rhodiola as a kind elderly aunt who you really don't realise how <laughs> important was in your life until yeah. she's gone. So it's a great herb for stress, um, for when your life is very busy and very stressful and you're finding it um, difficult to cope. It's very gentle, so it's not an overnight thing. You probably need to be taking it for four to six weeks. But my customers who take it regularly would say they'd notice if they go without for three days, they miss it already. So a brilliant herb for stress. It's very, very gentle. It's one of the herbs that they call an adaptogen. So an adaptogenic herb is one that will help balance your hormones regardless. So sometimes when you're very stressed, you're pumping out the stress hormone cortisol. Um, possibly at the wrong time. So it might be high at night time. It's very common to get a second wind at night um, and find it very difficult to sleep. So it's that tired and wired feeling. And then it's very common to have not enough cortisol when you wake up in the morning to get you up and going so you feel wrecked. The rhodiola is a lovely one to bring it back into balance. It'll bring it down at night when it needs to be low and it'll help raise it in the morning when it needs to be high. Okay, another question in. Hi, Annalise. Um, how do you find out if you are a celiac or not? How are you tested for it? So it used to be that they would just look for the antibodies in your blood, Patricia, but now they tend to biopsy people, which means they send you in for an expensive procedure um, to look and see, have you, um, you know, have you developed the uh, autoimmune disease in your gut? But I mean, the, the antibody test in blood is fairly reliable and it's the old way of doing it. But I think we've spoken about this many times on the programme. I do have a theory that like, celiac is the disease that you develop when you're exposed to gluten. And I think in Ireland, genetically, we don't do well with gluten. So I believe an awful lot of people are gluten intolerant. They may go on to develop celiac disease later in life. But the gluten intolerance is probably at the core of their IBS or their digestive problems. But when they get tested and told that they're not celiac, it's never considered that gluten is still a problem, even though they haven't developed full-blown disease. So I just think for people, cut out gluten for a period of a couple of weeks. Um, be religious about it. You know, make sure that it's in nothing. So take a full break from it for two weeks. And if you feel better during that two weeks, um, then you put it back in. And if you feel worse when you're on it, um, and then you, you will know, know, you just don't you do know well fairly it. quickly. You will know you fairly, fairly yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gave up gluten a number of years ago and I have to say the difference is, is, is incredible. And if I, I can tolerate small amounts, but if I go over that small amount, I'll, 
I'll, I'll know about it. Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, and I think, you see, because it's not an exact yes or no, like celiac disease, um, it's not really taken seriously. And I do think that people will have various levels of tolerance and intolerance. So some people might be able, like yourself, to have it the odd time, and some people might be able to have a little bit of it every day, and some people might be able to have it more than once a week. So it's mm. about knowing your own body yep, and yep, figuring that's it out. It. Um, hi, Annalise. What would help with varicose veins, and how can one try to prevent them appearing? So var- actually, it's a nice common one that comes into the shop, Patricia, because there's often very... Um, very big improvement by following natural methods. So varicose veins, again, genetic, but also people will develop them if they spend a lot of time standing. Hairdressers. Um, work or whatever. Hairdressers are notorious, yeah. Exactly, and it's all the time spent on their feet. So surgery is very effective, Patricia, but for a lot of people, they come back. So the natural remedies are horse chestnut mainly is the natural remedy. Now, I'm also a big fan of vitamin C and hawthorn because they are wonderful for keeping your veins, the actual um, the cells that make up your veins and your arteries and your capillaries. They're great for keeping them flexible and healthy. But a horse chestnut would be the typical um, natural remedy. And you can take it or you can buy it as a gel. The gel is blissful because if you put it into the fridge and you've got hot, achy eggs with legs when you come home from work and you put it on, it's very, very soothing. And Dr. Delish Clare also does a Venatone cream, V-E-N-A-T-O-N-E cream that has horse chestnut amongst other things in there as well and it's very, very effective. So you can do plenty to prevent them reoccurring again. Hi Annalise, could you recommend something for somebody who's just tired and in bad form? Nothing wrong physically or mentally, but just tired and very low mood. Okay, so see, I suppose there's a couple of different reasons that you could be tired, Patricia. And I think if you're tired and exhausted, you will, of course, be in low mood. So is it down to a lack of sleep? Is it down to stress? Is it down to, like, you know, post-viral fatigue? Has this person been very unwell? Um, Or is it down to hormonal issues? Is it possibly menopausal or um, coming up to periods that it happens? So every one of those will probably have a different... um, Oh, actually, the other thing I should mention as well is that it's very common to be deficient in B12 and iron. So that will be the most um, common reason. So get the bloods tested to make sure that they're not low. So a good supplement, I think, to boost everybody in all of those circumstances is the source of life gold, that liquid, the one I call the gold juice. It's brilliant as a tonic. There's a bit of ginseng in it, so you'll get an immediate burst and a kick of energy. Um, so I think something like that is probably the best. Rhodiola and ashwagandha, those two herbs, rhodiola is the one we spoke about earlier. Ashwagandha is spelled A-S-H-W-A-G-H-A-N-D-A. And they're both lovely herbs for kind of stress-related tiredness. Um, Again, you won't get an immediate kick from them, but you will notice by the end of the month that the mood has hugely improved. Great. Margaret says, hi, I was recently diagnosed with diverticulitis. What should I be eating and not eating? So this is where there's, um, in the coat, the colon is made up of a kind of elasticy um, cells um, because it needs to expand and contract. So it's, this is a diverticulosis is where these little pouches kind of blow out in that elastic material and food matter can get stuck in there and then can become infected. And that's when it's called diverticulitis, where there's the inflammation and infection. So in terms of um, diet-wise, it's important that you are, are regular so that you're having a bowel movement at least once a day and avoiding constipation. 
Um, so any foods that would help with that, soluble fibre is one of the most important type of fibre. Like we often think of bran, but actually bran is quite, uh, we, we don't digest it at all. And it can get uh, fermented by the bacteria in our gut. So for some people, it just won't work, you know, and it'll be too, it'll be too harsh. So soluble fibre is a lovely fibre. And you can get that in things like pears, apples, oats. Kiwis are wonderful. Rhubarb is great to keep you going as well. It's brilliant to keep you regular. And the rhubarb at the moment, it's in season. It's just delicious. So um, have that on your porridge every morning and you're getting great soluble fibre with the porridge oats and with the rhubarb. Then the foods to avoid would be, they say nuts and seeds because if they aren't properly digested, um, they're more likely to get stuck in those pouches. So if you are eating nuts and seeds, I would advise grinding them to quite a smooth, um, you know, to quite a smooth consistency. And other than that, really, there's nothing much else that you need to avoid. Okay. And the two herbs that you mentioned, can they both be taken together? Call they can. In actual fact, um, some of the some of the um, supplements that you'll see in the health shop will actually have a combination of a few different herbs that would be um, for stress-related conditions. So one. Um, company Viridian, they do an enhanced rhodiola complex. Now, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get that for a couple of months. I think some of the herbs are in short supply at the moment. But if they have that in your local health shop from Old Stock, that's a wonderful one. And there's another company called Together, and they do a stress complex, and that will be a combination of all those herbs in Together. And just while I'm talking about um, stress, Patricia, and just this is another thing as well that came to my mind for Alzheimer's that I'm seeing great, I'm getting great feedback on, is the cannabis oil. Because a lot of time when people develop Alzheimer's, they get very anxious and agitated. So the cannabis oil is wonderful to for relax. helping to, to relax and calm. Yeah. And it is great for carers as well. It's not going to reverse Alzheimer's, but it'll certainly make it more, um, you know, it'll make people more manageable and less likely to get agitated and wander, etc. Okay, well done. Okay, question in from, hi, good afternoon, Patricia. Question for Annalise. What would Annalise recommend for bloating in a lady? Nothing to do with the monthly cycles, I think, but it's after meals, that's from uh, Eileen. Could that be the gluten? Okay. Could be the gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a number of different things. Like bloating is a build-up of gas, so something is fermenting. Um, so that could be down to, you know, that you're not digesting it, like gluten. Um, it could be that there's an imbalance of uh, bacteria in your gut that are causing the problem. Um, and it could be just the kind of foods that you're eating as well. So probably the first thing I would recommend is taking a digestive enzyme. The digestive enzymes are excellent. They're, they've gotten very sophisticated. So there's ones that will suit people who have got too little stomach acid and find it hard to digest fats and proteins. There's ones that are better for people who find they get more bloated and windy after carbohydrates. So your health shop will be able to um, recommend a good one that's suitable for your symptoms. So that's the first one to try. Um, a probiotic is always good as well to help rebalance the gut flora in your gut because the healthy bacteria you'll have a bit of wind. It's normal, Patricia, that everyone has a bit of wind, but you don't get that very bloated, solid stomach feeling if the good bacteria are going on well. So the two of those things together even would work well if you'd be covering all your bases. Okay, which is just to work out what, because some food might cause the bloating and others mightn't. So a food diary is always good, isn't it, to work out what is causing the bloating? Absolutely. The only thing sometimes, though, Patricia, is that the bloating can occur for four to six hours nearly afterwards. Yeah. Um, and this always brings to mind um, a client of mine who we had taken off gluten and put on gluten-free porridge oats and still the bloating was occurring. And actually, it was nothing to do with the gluten. It was to do with the porridge oats themselves. Ah. So 
it's just you'll never know what it is that's causing the problem. The the, the main um, culprits tend to be things like gluten, eggs, dairy, um, but oats are quite common as well. A lot of people don't tolerate oats well. And then no two people are ever going to be the same. All right, uh, Annalise, thank you for that. Won't be with you next week because it's the bank holiday, so we'll talk in two weeks' time. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for that. That is Annalise Drissel of the Health Hub Times Square in Ballincollig. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. Shopify made it really easy for me to shift everything over and hit the ground running. I was able to migrate my products and all of my customer information over. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Go to shopify.com slash listen to take your business to the next level today. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.